Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined by Andy, Ishis, and Rohit. And uh, I'm a little sad. My fantasy team got clapped. My Patriots got clapped. I know Andy's a little sad. His fantasy team got clapped. And his Raiders got clapped. Same can be said for Ishis. So the only happy one today is Rohit, I guess. And my real team clapped Promet's real team, and my yes. fantasy team clapped Ishis's fantasy team. So I am the cause of the sadness. Yes. Which uh, which makes me happy. Yeah. If anything, right? I do think, uh, unbiasedly, this was the game. This was the week of the year, though, so far. Yeah, there were some Why? really good games this week. We had like three or four outstanding games and just insane endings, as well as the game of the year so far. So yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Let's start with one of those insane endings, actually. Um, the Lions and the Falcons. They, uh, the, the Falcons have done it again. Lions, somehow. Somehow, someway. The Lions won 23-22. to uh, Matthew Stafford led a game-winning touchdown drive in like 65 seconds or something. No timeouts. And uh, threw a touchdown to TJ Hawkinson and beat the Falcons, who were trying so hard to beat themselves. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. Like this is a this is a beautiful tank job. I like, it's like entertaining really football, fantasy yeah. stats, yeah. and losses. Like that's yeah. all you can ask for as a fan. That's fair. Like, when the Niners game. sucked, when the Niners sucked, you know they were getting clapped, and there was nothing on that team. But at least you know I get to watch fascinating football. It's like how will they lose this week? <laughs> a game losing touchdown. It's fun. Oh my god. Dude, that that scene, like at the very end when Todd Gurley scored the touchdown, and you had four Lions players just yeah, celebrating a touchdown celebrating. right around him. That was so funny. And he's like crumpled on the ground. God <laughs> damn it! Why did I? Why did I reward my fantasy owners? Do you yeah. remember like two years ago when he slid yes. instead of getting the open touchdown? If there was one player you could count on to not score to not a touchdown, score. it's him. It's Gurley. It'd be Gurley. How did he do that? Dude, in that situation, can you like can the defenders just pick him up and then like chuck him into the end zone? That's I would it assume it's him giving himself up. If you were no, legitimately so was, like, asking, someone that was about to tackle him. Why didn't they just pick him up and then carry him into like what is he gonna do? Jump out? Right. <laughs> I feel That's like maybe question. not. I feel like they might get a foul for picking him up. But like, if you say you like all push him like, in, pushed push him in, in. Push yeah, him like jammed yeah. and pushed him in, dude. Imagine like uh, uh, you know, like they they create a pile, right? And you see the offensive linemen are pushing the pile one way. <laughs> Yeah. The defensive linemen rolling around to the other side and start pushing. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But same old, same old. This is like the third game this year that the Falcons have just won in historically, or they've lost in. Did you, lost say in Did you say Falcons and won? They should have won. And what was the win percentage in this one? It was above like, like 95. It was 98.7. So the third game with a 90, rounded up 99%, 99%. probability to win. You know, Again, um, any model that provides the Falcons a 99% model of winning is immediately in- yeah, incorrect. Definitely. And if any of you guys like were watching that game live or like were streaming it or whatever, uh, on that last play, right before they started, they said the Lions had a 4% chance to win. That number is ridiculously low for how clutch <laughs> Matthew Stafford is, but also how, negative clutch. How, unclutch, how negative clutch the Falcons are. Yeah. My God. That 4% sealed the deal, dude. The moment that happened, it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, we had some big games from the receivers in this as well. It's Kenny just, Galladay had a fantastic game. I don't know if it showed up in the yeah. fantasy stat sheet. but Yeah, it did. 14.4. But yeah, Kenny Galladay is like... It, you can throw it within like 20 feet of him and he will somehow catch it. They should throw him the ball more. They, yeah, they really should. 
I think he's like up there with Hopkins in terms of like catch radius. Yeah, so. this guy gets no separation. <laughs> But but he just matter. throws up and grabs it. It does. It really does not matter. I saw him make this one catch on the sideline where he just went up and then he got clipped in midair and yeah. landed directly on his back. And then it's he just got scary. up and started celebrating. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy's yeah, baby Megatron, man. It's crazy. Is that his actual name, Babytron? Babytron. I think. I think it it's could be. Like, it's it's very just... fitting if it is. Good old. I'm, I'm a call starting him from start calling him that from now on. Actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is like the first time you've seen a game losing touchdown from the from the 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 Falcons. I mean, Gurley literally knew it too. Like, it's just sad. It's just sad. Also, uh, why were they running the ball? Like, when they just like kneel it, kneel it. Or yeah, I think I think they needed a first down. Um, no, no, it was, that that play was on first first and goal. No way. And then I thought the, it was on third. Lions just really? let him go through, and then <laughs> and the girlie oh. saw the end. Was like, I must get the touchdown. That's so you know, dude, the Lions did a beautiful job of pretending like they were trying to stop him, and yeah. then as soon as they like got into a tackle, they let go, and then he like his can momentum. You imagine, can you imagine if in 2010 the Patriots won after Ahmad Bradshaw accidentally fell into the end zone? Dude, I was just thinking about that. Would that would be so like, nice. Or 2011 or whatever. Dude, he literally, dude, he would literally get murdered, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he would. <laughs> For scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Poor guy's just like, doing his job. Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing their job, let's talk about a team that's not doing their job, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh, they have lost again in embarrassing fashion, 25-3. to Yeah. Good to game who? From to Antonio who? From Gibson. To who? Uh, to the Washington, Washington football, football team. team. Washington football team, carried by Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin, and this defense, which is just obviously going to do great things against the Cowboys' offense, which cannot do anything. Um, Andy Dalton took a smack, pretty uh, dirty hit. Pretty dirty hit. That guy got suspe- uh, ejected. Is he going to get like a suspension? No, he's not. Oh. They said he wasn't. He should, dude. It, can you imagine if that hit was on like? Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Mahomes Kyler, Kyler. Yeah. If it was on like, Dak, dude, like if it yeah. was on any starting quarterback, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a dirty hit. So, so you know how when like teams are really good, other teams will like bring coaches or whatever from that team, and you'll kind of see teams get reconstructed. I want to take mm-hmm. you guys back to the 2005 one in 15 49ers with the head coach of uh, Mike McCarthy and the offensive coordinator of or defensive coordinator of Mike Nolan, and they have reunited to start coaching the <laughs> Cowboys in 2020, 15 years later. Well on their way to that. They've, they've recaptured the magic. Generally, it's hard for these coaches to recapture the magic over teams because things just change so fast in the NFL. But uh, applaud to uh, I applaud uh, Mike McCarthy and Mike Nolan for their Mike-ness and consistency. Uh, I mean, in the news, there are definitely unrest between the players and the coaches. Civil unrest. Civil yeah. unrest, right. <laughs> they want to go on strikes. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a bad situation, definitely. Again, I feel like I brought this up. Like, what's the thought process between, between hiring Mike McCarthy? I don't know. but Apparently, they only like interviewed two guys for this head coaching job, too. And Mike McCarthy was one of them. Like, They didn't even look around. They were just like, Mike McCarthy? Sure. Wow. Just, Honestly, they got a downgrade as... As I think Jason Garrett was a mediocre coach, but from from at least this season, I feel like Mike McCarthy's actually worse. I mean, I don't know if I put this on Mike McCarthy. I mean, when they had Dak and Mike McCarthy's an offensive mind, he was you know running shit. And then Mike Nolan obviously was a horrible defensive coordinator, as I can tell you. And the Dak, uh, the the Dallas Cowboys had a horrible defense. So I don't actually blame Mike McCarthy for not producing on offense because who's going to produce on offense with Ben so, DiNucci? So my, my one issue with that is 
like even when they when they had Dak, they got off to really really bad starts in all of the games, like, like granted, fumbles they, and stuff. They did come back and stuff, but yeah, like I feel like part of that should be also Mike McCarthy's fault, right? Yeah, um, I mean, so yeah, so you'll give him the you'll give him credit for the five hundred yards that Dak was throwing, but you also take him away for I, having I, fumbles. I, That's fair. Yeah, but like I mean, still, also, you have to like, give him the credit on the one side as well. So yeah. Also, if you have the number one like efficient offense like last year, why would you try to change that, or why would you try to get another offense in mind? Why didn't maybe you get, maybe like, the a, point is that the defense. coaches have nothing to do with this offense, and it's just this offense is insanely talented, and that's. Why I mean, no, Kellen Moore. They hired. Kel- I mean, Kellen Moore got an upgrade to the offensive coordinator, and I think he had a big part to do with how they were running that offense. But I mean, like your defense is doing so poorly. Why would you not try to fix that? Uh, that's just my thought process. I mean, their defense was top five last year. It was top five? It was top five. Their defense was really good last year. They were top five offense and top five defense, and they were eight and eight. It canceled out. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the, the problem was coaching last year, and they just chose wrong, and now oh, it's yeah. much more than coaching is the problem. Uh, I mean, they don't have like any offensive linemen either, but I think they're coming back next week. Um, I think Zach Martin's coming back, so maybe, maybe... We'll see a bit of an improvement against the Eagles. But... I hope not. I have the Eagles defense. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty good bet they'll be fine. The Eagles defense. Not the Cowboys. <laughs> not the Cowboys. <laughs> I was wondering for a second. Yeah. All, right, All right, let's move on. That's yes, enough. let's move on to a great game. Uh, the Steelers and the Titans played each other. They were in our preview last week, and the Steelers edged them out 27-24. to 24. In the um, battle of the previously undefeated. Yeah, they were previously undefeated, and then... Goskowski kind of ruined it for the Titans, but he kept the Steelers undefeated for yeah. sure. It's pretty handy, pretty uh, pretty nice of him. Uh, we had good game from AJ Brown, from Derrick Henry, uh, Deontay Johnson, who has kind of stepped up as the main target for the Steelers whenever he's healthy, which is not often because he got hurt again. <laughs> but this is just uh, this is one of those games where it was like heavyweights. Yeah, it I just think. felt like. It felt like a playoff game. There was a play in the goal line where Derrick Henry was one-on-one in the hole with the yes. backup linebacker, not Devin Bush, since he tore his ACL, obviously. The backup linebacker. And he just comes in, he stonewalls Derrick Henry. Yeah. I've never seen he that. He smacked him. It was crazy. I remember that. It was hella loud. He was with an injury. Yeah, he, he also got hurt. But, like, it's pretty lit, though, right? Wasn't that on fourth down, too? I don't know if it was on fourth down. No, it wasn't on fourth down. I, I don't think so. But the Titans, the Titans shouldn't worry. I mean, they'll be fine. But, um... Steelers should definitely be happy. Uh, right now, I mean, with that, the way that defense is playing, uh, I, I, I don't see any team beating them as of right now. So. Yeah, I feel like the one team, we always think the Chiefs are like, it's the Chiefs and then everyone else. But if the one team that could beat them, I think the Steelers are that team with the defense that they have and yeah. the pass rush that they present. Yeah, and also the veteran presence uh, like on offense as well. And the coaching. Right. They won't panic. Mike Tomlin yeah. won't panic. It's like this team, all they had to do was get rid of Le'Veon and Antonio Brown. And all of a sudden, they can like actually potentially make a deep playoff run and get to the Super Bowl again. Coincidentally, this was the week that Le'Veon and uh, Antonio Brown made their, yeah. reared their ugly heads. <laughs> that wasn't that ugly. It wasn't that ugly for Le'Veon. He actually played pretty well. Um, I think the Titans, like you said, no, like, no, no worry here. I still think that they're... You think they're like number three in the AFC right now? Who do you think's number three? If we're saying the Chiefs and the Steelers, 
I would put them at number I think it's, three. I think I'll it's put the, the Ravens above the Titans right now. You guys, I think, are sleeping on the Ravens just because Lamar hasn't been going as crazy as he has. But that, that team overall has just been blowing te- people out of the water, and Lamar hasn't done anything. Yeah. Now, imagine if Lamar does something. I mean, if they're playing the playoffs, though, I think the Titans have a better shot because they have a more... Because they beat them. Sorry, I just don't see the Titans ever beating the Ravens in a playoff game. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, they have uh, a passing game as well. I think they're more... uh, Well-rounded. Well-rounded, whereas I think people are just over-correcting on the Ravens after maybe having them a little too high and seeing that they're not world beaters. It's Um, because they got clapped by the Chiefs, I think, were also a little low. But I still put them... I still have faith in the Ravens. Yeah, next week we will test that faith. Steelers, Ravens. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's going to be a good matchup. Uh, let's go over to the Browns and the Bengals. This was the Battle of Ohio. Um, battle of the number one picks. Yeah. Who this have done? A very good, high scoring game. Good work. It was a great game. Yeah. 37 to 32, Browns won. Five go ahead touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Really? Yes. Wow. And back to back to back. Like there were five straight there were seven straight scoring drives and the last five of them were go ahead touchdowns. Hmm. All right, well, I'm going to read the stats of these two quarterbacks. Baker was 297 yards, five touchdowns and an interception. Uh he started off 0 and 5, 0 for 5 with a pick and I think he ended uh with like 22, 23 straight uh, straight completions and then five touchdowns. Joe Burrow had 406 yards three touchdowns, an interception, and a rushing touchdown. So who are you more impressed with between these two? Baker or Burrow? It's a great question. I don't think there's a wrong answer here. No, I don't think so either. I think Baker was more impressive just because of the way he finished that game. Like, completing 20-plus in a row, five touchdowns after losing OBJ, who uh, tore his ACL, who's going to be out for the season. I think this could actually be a blessing in disguise for Baker. Instead yeah. of, a, I mean, there was a lot of sentiment about how he was, you know, force feeding OBJ and not spreading the ball around, and how he didn't look like he did at the end of his rookie season. So, you know, maybe with the uh, Peoples Jones and Rashard Higgins <laughs> and uh, Harrison Bryant, they'll all, you know, start getting the ball more, and Baker can, you know, really open up. Mm-hmm. This I, AFC North man, it's, it's so pretty good. baller. So good, like. The Bengals have to be one of the best, like one in five and one teams that I've seen. Not that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean the Bengals have been. Teams, but. Yeah, they've been close in most of their games, and Joe Burrow has been very consistent this year. I mean, he's doing as expected for a number one pick. He's playing pretty well for his rookie season, but they're just not being able to finish games. Mm-hmm, so I think the one five and one is kind of uh, misguided, yeah, based on how misleading. they're playing. Yeah, misleading. Yeah, but yeah, uh, he's definitely playing good. The offense looks. Decent. I mean, they have good talent on that side, so yeah, I think they're good. Yeah, for the future. I think I think part of the reason why they're um, <clears throat> why they're not like they they are a one five and one is a large part due to their defense. I remember watching that game. One of the announcers was saying like their defense just never makes the play you need at the end of the game to like seal the game, right? And you saw it again uh, in this game. The Browns drove down the field at the end of the game. Like it was and, wet uh, paper, man. Like Baker yeah. just threw the same ball twice in a row, and both yeah, of them and just threw it to Donovan Peoples Jones. They could not cover that man. Sorry, so. was that Peoples Jones, comma Donovan? I love that name, man. <laughs> yes, that's what a great name. There's some great names in the NFL, and this is certainly one of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but I mean, uh, Burrow has definitely lived up to expectations. I'm 
he's he's been targeting Boyd a lot very well. T. Higgins, of course, AJ Green has actually Finally. come around. Yeah, AJ Green though. AJ Green, dude. That's dude, I might have to start him, dude. I might have to start him. This just, I'll give you Russell Gage for AJ Green. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. AJ Green. But yeah, yeah I mean, do you guys think AJ Green has a future with Cincinnati? Stop asking us to make your lineup decisions for you. <laughs> no, I'm talking about for the future, like after this year. Uh, I mean, is he going to retire? Franchise tag them. I don't they think they pay him. Franchise tag yeah. him this year. I don't think they pay him. I think he moves on. They're they're trying to go for a youth movement, right? They don't have time to be paying a yeah, 32 year old. And T Higgins for. has been playing really well. I don't think they need him. See, that's why mm. I thought they'd trade him now, just to you know get him off the book, and then you know you can build around that youth. But they've kind of stuck with him. They've been like, he's our guy. We're gonna. I mean, he is not their guy though. He's the only guy that, you know, kind of a holdover. You need that veteran presence, especially with a young quarterback. He could end up being their Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Mm. That's a good good, good comparison there. Uh, let's talk about another comparison. We went Joe Burrow, huge game. Uh, the boy Justin Herbert also had a huge game. He's putting together rookie. a fantastic rookie season. Yeah, he is proving yeah. everybody wrong. This is insane uh herbert got his first victory in the nfl he beat the jacksonville jaguars long overdue but i know 39 to 29 uh he finished the game with 347 yards three touchdowns and then 66 rushing yards and another touchdown on the ground he's he's so good like he's he's not he just he passes the eye test too i know he's not afraid to throw it deep he he targets keenan allen when he has to when he's open, which is quite often. And then when he wants to take a shot, he's not afraid to throw it like 70 yards downfield and like just throw a dime, dude. It's insane. I think this is what we wanted uh, Daniel Jones to be, but that clearly didn't turn out the same way. I mean, but they uh, had different profiles. Like Justin Herbert was profiled as a Josh Allen, and he kind of looks like a Josh Allen who's figured everything out, you know, like athletically. In like four games played. In like four games, yeah. So, But Daniel Jones was profiled as like, what he's just a game manager he's a game manager an eli manning that can run which is honestly pretty decent but not worth the oh he he does have wheels we know that from us yes. oh before. yes um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i think uh, i went over this but like the concept is that all quarterbacks that come into the draft and are drafted like in the first round they're all good quarterbacks they're not bad it's just that some organizations they just have that consistent quality and that their coaching is just a lot. So you're referring like, to the Chargers as a quality organization. That must be a first. I'll take <laughs> I mean, your point. Coach, like, your I'm point. not saying the talent. The coaching staff at the Chargers is good. I think um, Coastland is I good. I think anything is better. Their than development. The is good. Yeah, like, I, if think, you compare, I think it's more of an indictment on the Giants than a praise right, to the Chargers. Right, right. So like, if I compare the Jets and the Giants, right, and their situation, like Sam Darnold's not a bad quarterback. He's just in the Jets. Like, what do you what do you expect's gonna happen, right? And then if you compare like. Like, obviously, Lamar Jackson's a fantastic quarterback, but the Ravens are a good organization who kind of saw his strengths and knew how to use it, right? So that goes... Yeah. So we're saying, so... I mean, we yeah, talked so about... I guess what you're saying is that, like, situation matters, and that's 100% uh, true. Yeah, <laughs> and the organization, yeah. right. So... My question is, if, if Herbert didn't have his lung puncture, do you think Herbert... I'm uh, sorry, if Tyrod Ty- Ty- didn't Ty- have Ty- his Ty- lung puncture, do you think Herbert would be starting? Nope. Or no. Nope. So it this all would just be happening, happening in practice, and Anthony Lynn would be like... Yeah, sure. I'll He's stubborn, do dude. Anthony Lynn has proven to be a super stubborn coach anyway, right? Yeah. I feel like... No, I don't think... Like, I feel like they just say that because of the interviews. Like, they don't want to talk about it. Because I think they had the similar situation in Cleveland, and Baker was starting, like, week three. But that's because Tyrod Taylor got hurt. 
Remember that game he against did, the Jets? He? he got hurt. He got a concussion. He was out out the game. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, never mind. I take it. Just back. a quick segue into Tyrod Taylor while we're still talking about him. He uh he birthed a lot of great uh, quarterbacks, or like he gave way birthed, to a lot of great. Birthed, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he gave way. He birthed the career of a lot of yes. great quarterbacks. So uh, you had Baker. Uh, I don't. Yeah, uh, he's a good quarterback. Yeah, and then yeah, Josh good. Allen, and then now Justin Justin Herbert. Herbert. So hey, if uh, if you ever draft a rookie quarterback, just make sure you have Tyrod Taylor in your team and accidentally injure him. Poor guy, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this kind of brings up the conversation we're having now. Like, where is Trevor Lawrence going to go? Is he going to try to stay in college? And you know, I suppose the Jets have the number one pick. What's the situation there? Is Trevor going to take the bullet and? You know, deal with that. It really is or... taking a bullet. I mean, we right. thought we thought Baker yeah. was taking a bullet, and he ended up, you know, having enough talent to turn that organization around. I think okay, until, that's until organization the, until has the Jets, talent, yeah, until the Jets uh, just abandon Adam Gase, I think uh, the Jets are worse than the Browns. What's the difference between the Jets and Adam Gase and the Browns and Hugh Jackson? I see no difference. Because you guys are... forget the Browns are one in thirty-one. Yeah, that doesn't get worse than that. But didn't they, didn't they didn't they fire Hugh Jackson? No, they had they Hugh fired Jackson. Him that year. They fired they him fired halfway him through, through the rookie year. Halfway through his yeah. year. Okay, okay. And then as so soon as like, they fired him, Baker started going, "Ah, oh, like yeah, like there have been. It's no secret that the number one overall team is gonna be a shitty team. It's just in the recent memory, like we kind of look on the Browns a little differently, and the Cardinals were a weird, worst team in the league. So like we we forget how bad the worst team in the league is, but they're always bad. There's always gonna be a Jets. Like I don't know if you guys remember. The year the Bills were just atrocious. I think it was Allen's rookie season, like, and then now they just turn it around. So, yeah, obviously Adam Gase is going to get fired. But once they get fired, uh, the Jets aren't going to be. You say obviously, but I mean he will be. <laughs> yeah, they're hanging on. Uh, at He's this hanging point, on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. At this point, like, I just can't wait. I'm I'm super excited to see like how the rookie of the year race between Burrow and Herbert. I mean, it has up. to be Herbert, right? Right now, it's Herbert. At right? this point, probably Herbert, yeah. Who's your defensive rookie of the year right now? Chase Young. Why? He's not even playing. I, I feel like played. you haven't heard that He's name hurt. In like... No, no, he played last game. No, he hasn't, and he's he hasn't been I think playing. he is the best defender for the rookies. I don't think anyone's... I mean, the Washington team has had a great defense, and that is because of Chase Young. But I don't think Chase Young has been spectacular. He, w- I think his PFF has been the best at all the defenders. Ah, uh, I, I'm yeah. seeing online that uh, yeah, Chase Young is still the favorite to win uh, right now. You have like Patrick that's just Queen. That's literally because of name value yeah. and you know, how high he was drafted. Uh, no, I feel like you're not no, giving him the benefit so. of that. I feel like you expected so. him to play well because he was a second pick. Yes, and you're not giving I him do. the credit he deserved. What credit I, does I, he deserve? Say, He's the best I will defender. Say. The I, I think that's just more about how bad this uh, or how non-spectacular this defense right, is. Right, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying like... He doesn't like he deserves an award. <laughs> That's basically the. I, I I just don't think he stood out as much as I thought he would. I thought he would be better than Bosa. Well, we're only seven. He, who says he's not better than Bosa? He Wait, hasn't been putting up the sack numbers. Okay, well, That's... sacks don't say everything. Like whatever. Sacks happens... literally define these races. Okay, but if you get double teamed or if you know you're taking a lot of attention of the offensive line, you might not get sacks, but you're still affected. But sacks literally define all of these races. All of okay. them. That's that's the only thing they care about. No, in I feel like the, the year. thing that people care about most is the record. I think that stands out like the most. And that's also fair. I'll give you that because uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I forgot yeah, I mean, who it was, yeah. and then Bosa. You can Darius uh, Leonard. There we go. I mean, I would say sacks. If someone gets a lot of sacks, I think that's kind of a clear cut winner. But 
So just, given that the Washington football team is not going to have a good record. Well, mm-hmm. they might win their division. So No, please. <laughs> well, well, saying, that, that doesn't disqualify them from not having a good record. <laughs> Success, man. Success. I I want to quickly just uh, briefly talk about Herbert again. Um, So his tape or like Oregon Herbert and Los Angeles Chargers Herbert are two completely different players, man. Um, I I don't remember exactly what the film or like the scouting report on Herbert was coming out of college. Was it like he was inconsistent, like deep throws? He was Mitch Trubisky. He was just like every once in a while, Mitch Trubisky pops off and has a great game. Okay. I think it was like okay. Marcus Mariota, maybe? Cause that's no, kind of... no, no, no. You're just saying that because of Oregon. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, this is definitely a completely different Herbert than what we saw in college. So um, it just goes to show, like, what you see in college is, like, not going to be indicative of what you, you know, what you get in the NFL. And... Depending on the organization you play for. Um, uh, also, also a really interesting thing is he, in Oregon, he took zero snaps under center. Everything was in shotgun. So it's interesting to see how LA was able to get around that and, you know, tailor their play calling to make it more comfortable for him. But he yeah. looks pretty good so far. He looks very good. He looks very good so far. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, quick shout out to James Robinson. He had about uh, 130 yards and two touchdowns. Great undrafted running back. I'd love to see it. Uh, let's talk about this game because we have to. Uh, the Niners and the Pats. Uh, just a gross, horrible. It was a pretty gross game. Honestly. Sad. I mean, we said it would be gross, but I didn't think it would be like gross like this, dude. Um, the Niners clapped 33-6. And uh, we're lucky we got six points up there, to be honest. Jeff Wilson had three touchdowns, so that's cool. But he has a high ankle sprain now. As is tradition with yep. Niners players. <laughs> you got to get hurt once you do well. Jeff Wilson and Debo Samuel are now out for at least yeah. two to three weeks each, which is, uh, you know, like I said, as is tradition. So, oh, man. Every uh, single time the Niners do well, they just, they just say, okay, we have to sacrifice two good players to the injury gods and trot out. Brian fucking Allen. I mean, yeah. Well, at least you don't have to do that next week. I think... What, Jamichael Hasty would be fine, I think. The but he's not an RB1, dude. Isn't, isn't Coleman coming back? Coleman has a mild knee sprain. He might be back. They'll decide on Friday or Saturday. But, like, even so, he won't have a burst. He won't be effective. It'll still be up to Jamichael Hasty. And Debo Samuel, at this point, is basically a running back. Yeah. So, like, we're at, we're down. What makes the, the thing that makes Kyle Shanahan's zone and whatever, what we do so special, is that speed. When you have Debo's speed on the edges and you know, Mostert's speed on the edges and Brita back in the day, you know, like now we have to run hasty. Hasty's going to get tired and McKinnon doesn't have the speed and we don't have Debo. So uh, I think we're, we just lost our best punch. Mm. But what that's was a, McKinnon doing this week? I didn't think he did much. They said he was getting a rest, right, or something? So, I mean, he's our third down pass catching back. And if you don't have to throw the ball because you're getting first downs on second down, uh, there's no need for a and pass catching down. back. <laughs> first downs on first down. I mean, if they can't beat your punch, why try out your counter punch? Yeah, just keep punching, keep punching. Man, they punched. They punched they all right. Punched. Cam took dude, it I all, hear dude. the sadness in your voice. Oh my god! No, this is okay. This is legitimately probably. I mean, obviously, I've been spoiled watching Brady for however long I've been a fan of football, but this was like the worst game I've seen the Pats play ever. 
at least in and my I'm pretty sure statistically, experience. it was like the worst loss in the Belichick era, or yeah. maybe third worst or something. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. I mean, the not be, only yeah. could the offense not do anything, which I will say this, I think the Pats have the worst skill group out of every team in the NFL. I genuinely think that worse than the Jets. Um, but like the defense was on the field so much, could not stop the run. The, the defense hasn't been able to stop the run this year because um, of all the opt-outs I feel is a huge part. Losing uh, Hightower and... Uh, yeah, to beat Shanahan run scheme, you need like good linebacker good play. Linebackers. And we lost all the linebackers. Van Noy is gone. Collins is gone. So it's the run has been suffering. Run defense has been suffering. And then you just didn't need to pass the ball, really. Uh, I feel like any Niners game you watch, you will always take away... You'll just polarize your opinion about Garoppolo. Like, if you watch this game and you're a Jimmy Garoppolo fan like I am, you'll be like, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo did what he needed to win. He completed a few key third downs early in the game, and then we were able to run the ball. But if you're a Garoppolo hater, you'll be like, Garoppolo didn't have to do anything. He threw two picks, and then the run game carried him. Like, whatever... Whatever you think will just be confirmed by, by this game by, yeah. and Jimmy's play, which yeah. I think is interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, the Pats threw four interceptions in this game. Um, Fred Warner is an all-pro. He is. Fred He's Warner would be the best baller. receiver on this team, dude. He's a oh. baller. Uh, Cam Newton, I know Andy's real was sad horrible. about Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, let me, uh, let me just... Let me just read off my starting quarterback stats. Yes. So he had, um, let's see, he had nine or fifteen completions for ninety-eight yards. Hey, three that's interceptions. Pretty good. Hey, that's three pretty interceptions. Good. Five carries and for nineteen yards for a grand total of negative zero point one eight points. Oh man, I don't know um, who's sadder about Cam's performance, me or you? Because like, <laughs> we can equally be as sad. Yeah, I mean they bent they benched Cam in like uh, third quarter about, um, and after three picks. Came in. Yeah, after the third interception. Then Stidham came in, and what does he do? He throws another interception. Like, this this team, is it has to go to through Cam. Stidham is not the answer. I think he's thrown, like, three interceptions in his last, like, 15 pass attempts or something. But Cam Newton, he's not a His one struggle seems to be throwing the ball, which is not a good struggle for a quarterback. <laughs> so, he's very inconsistent, like, even... How many pass touchdowns? How many passing touchdowns do the Patriots have this season? Um, this season, two. You have three. Oh he had like God. one good game against the Seahawks, but it's the Seahawks. So like, yeah. well, he started this. He season. had two rushing touchdowns uh, against the Seahawks. He yeah. had one, uh, one passing against uh, the Seahawks, and then, and one, then one against, against the, Raiders. the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> the season started so well, dude, and then like it's just. I feel like the the problem with Cam is that his passing will always be inconsistent. His mechanics are not great. Like his passing mechanics are not good. I think his so, shoulder is just irreversibly damaged. His mechanics look fine to me, but like he threw some know. nice spirals. He threw some nice spirals, but I'm talking like in terms of like footwork, it never felt like he was like stepping into throws or anything. He I feel like he's relying too much on a shoulder that's not healthy. So yeah, I feel like against this team, any team that has decent uh, secondary can just be like, we're just gonna. F- Force them to throw the ball and see what happens. And none of the receivers can get separation. So right, it's, so it's, it's kind like of a for lost. the Niners. I mean, yeah. I feel like they can just be like, "We're not going to let you run the ball no matter what," and we'll see what happens if Cam can do anything. Yeah. Interesting here. thing is that we have absolutely no pass rush. So that usually the thing that hurt us last year, if you guys remember, against Kyler and Russell, was that our pass rush would be so dominant that we would rush for and then leave some lanes, and then the mobile quarterbacks would run out of them. 
except this year we have a really horrible pass rush. So we just rush and the quarterback sits back there all day and doesn't run. So mobile quarterbacks can't hurt us anymore because they'll just sit there back back there and try to throw. So I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, not pretty neat if you ask me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I hate, I feel like the, it, it's, I don't want to like call call it like a lost season because it's Belichick and I trust Bill to do something. The only but, reason they're not last is because the Jets exist. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, they're so the Bills what do you week, think? So. What do you think the um, Patriots need to do? Like, I I think like you can proceed with your current set of skill players, right? You, yes, you you need to go out and acquire someone, right? Yes, exactly. It's like I they just I need to eat though. Them. They just need to eat these this in this next couple of years. They they like you know they've well, had then, so much success. They they need to eat these couple of years. This is what happens at the end of a dynasty. You have yeah. bloated contracts. You're not just going to become a contender right away. It's not that easy. Yeah, so, I I, it, I I understand that part, but for me, it's like I feel like if you have to wait these next few years out and have to wait so long to acquire a good set of skill players, then you're wasting the opportunity that you have with Cam. Because I do think he can succeed if you have if you give him more options, like if you give him more weapons. It's like painfully clear why Brady left now. Like you could see this coming from a mile away. Like at least he could, you know. Like you see that when Edelman is your number one dude. And he's only getting older and the kind of hits and routes that he runs and like the hits that he takes every single game, like it's going to take a toll on him, right? You can't proceed with him as your number one option. So it, it makes sense why he left. Um, he anticipated this. It's not like on. they didn't try to, which is interesting. They, they yeah. drafted Nikhil Harry. Yeah. That's which, just, uh... So Nikhil Harry is a good blocker, but. Oh, I mean, that's not what I want out of my first want. round wide receiver. I mean, yeah. I, I, I kind of support that pick because. I think that receiver was best suited for the offense that they had at the time. Yeah, the, the, like I said, like the Pats' offense is trying to run the ball first, and then, especially with Cam now, it's like trying to run it and then open stuff up. So if you have a good blocking wide receiver who's a good blocker and also like he was a good wide receiver in, in college, like that's that's a great pick for your team currently. But he has just not panned out. It's sad. It's sad. But uh, I think yeah, I feel like this isn't as okay. So like when, for example, like when LeBron left Cleveland, LeBron left a team built around LeBron without LeBron, right? Yeah. And obviously, I don't think it was this is as bad. But this is that type of situation where they had these running backs who could just catch out the backfield, you know, quick throws to like Julian Edelman, um, and these short uh, distance guys, and then they got then Tom Brady left, and now they had to replace him with Cam. And it doesn't necessarily work the same way. Like Cam isn't like he's not as good as Tom Brady. He's not as smart with the ball as Tom Brady. So he can't make those same throws. So you can't expect the offense to do the same things that it used to do. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious, but that's just the thing. yeah. No, that's that's good. That's a that's basically all it is. So I mean, we'll see. They're playing the Bills next week, so divisional rivalry might have dude, some you never know dude they craziness. beat the bills <laughs> dude, yeah. they beat the bills all of a sudden we're like yeah dude no the Patriots for the sure Patriots are good. The Patriots are great. i mean yeah if they play like if they play like this or even close to this they have no chance but we'll see belichick will figure something out i believe they're on to buffalo they're on to buffalo all right let's uh move on to the bucks and the raiders um the aforementioned brady destroying the uh raiders the final score is 45 to 20. Brady threw four touchdowns and 369 yards. And uh, pretty much every receiver had a good game, except Mike Evans. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know, what, hap- what happened here? Like, the, 
the Raiders just went from being like they were down four with like the quarter left. I saw them kick a few goals. Like, oh, this game is close. Close, and then and I switched it off away. to watch another fascinating game in the Niners. And then I looked back and I was like thirty-eight to twenty. Yeah, yeah, no, the Bucks defense just clamped down on the Raiders. Uh, I think that's just simply put. I mean, it's the Raiders. The uh, okay, the Steelers are there, but it's definitely. It's definitely one of those. Yeah, I mean, I think last year, last uh, last week against the Packers, I think their defense pretty much won them that game, right? So yeah, their defense is definitely something. Is it's definitely a good. It's I. I don't want to say it's their strength, but I think the defense has a lot to do with the game success. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, I just want to talk about um how the Raiders' performance. So like we we started off really hot, right? Uh, the Nelson Aguilar touchdown, another Nelson Aguilar deep ball, um, and then and then everything just went to went to shit. Um, it's I, I think this is always an issue with the Raiders. Like we, I, I feel like we tend to start off really really well, but then we just have no game plan or no way to adjust. Like later in the third and fourth quarter, and we just collapse. I feel like this happened a lot last year, and um, we were never able to establish our identity especially this game yeah this isn't um, the game you want to have coming right off that outstanding victory against the chiefs yeah you go into Dubai and you come out looking like this you lose all the momentum you had from that amazing yeah. Game. because yeah because the buccaneers are great run defense and you know our identity is being able to pound the ball and then um apparently Derek carr can throw the ball deep now right so we were never able to get that ground game going with josh jacobs no running back has been able to get the ground game going against this uh, Buccaneers defense, even without Vita Vea, which is uh, honestly pretty surprising for me. But yeah, like and then Dominican Sue. I'm kind of pissed that Gabe Jackson got ejected. Sorry, this is like a side rant, but uh, there was no reason for Gabe Jackson to get ejected when Dominican Sue literally dragged Jackson by the pads and then he reta- and then um, Jackson retaliated. They always Spoiler get the guy alert. who retaliates, dude. Dominican Sue's a dirty player. Yeah, that's <laughs> all we, we know. We know. Yeah, that is uh, but yeah, like the Raiders, yeah, we weren't able to get, you know, those third and shorts conversions. Oh, sorry, the third and short. Um, and then like, you know, Carr just makes a simple play uh, because, yeah, the Bucks defense was just stopping us all the time and you can't rely on Carr. Uh, he's, a, he's like a good quarterback, but you can't rely on him to consistently make those throws. So, and I also think that this kind of has to do with how good the Bucks actually are because these guys are scary, scary good. Brady is um, Brady Gronk, man. Brady Gronk. Brady Gronk is yeah. That Brady kind of Brady Gronk connection is back um, for the most part. For the most part, um, they but, got this new and, unknown free agent pickup called um, <laughs> Antonio <laughs> Green, A Green, or AJ <laughs> Brown, or AJ Antonio Brown. Brown. Oh, AJ Brown or. Uh, Oh, some guy yeah the it looks to be are scary man. some nice down-to-earth you know lunch pail kind of guy <laughs> seems to be a hard worker just puts his head down and no on just field he, shenanigans he just comes back from all um <laughs> <laughs> <to show up. laughs> sorry no no no. but in all seriousness antonio brown's on this team now which is insane to have a receiving core of godwin evans ab and gronk who seems to be back in football shape this is this is nuts. Like, what do, what do you think is the outlook here for this for this team? I heard a report that the Seahawks leaked interest to try and get some other team to sign him to destroy them from the inside, which would be 
so hype. That would be imagine funny. like him just shitting on Brady out the door, and then ah, <laughs> uh, that's what I need to see. That's not but gonna happen though. Probably won't like, happen. He waits. He waits for them to get into the playoffs, and then like right before their first playoff game, he just starts. He's like, like J.R. Smith and Tom Brady's LeBron. It's just like you know what I mean. No, okay, don't. That's compare, like, way too much praise to J.R. Smith. It's way too no, 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 I'm just saying, like this guy that should be out of the league or like whatever. He cultivated no, a friendship. He cultivated friendship with Tom Brady in. No, 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 no. He did not every, cultivate a friendship. He did not. Every, every time, let me speak. Every okay. time Antonio Brown leaves the team, like when he left the Steelers, he shat on Ben Roethlisberger. He shat on the coaching staff when he left the Raiders, and he shat on the entire coaching staff. He called Mike Mayock a cracker. But when he left the Patriots, he. He didn't burn that bridge. Well, actually, no, 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 no. He he did. He shit on Belichick and Kraft, but he didn't shit on Brady. And Brady is also anti-Belichick and Kraft now because he left the team or whatever. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, and now they're friends because he didn't burn that bridge. He has a job. Otherwise, he wouldn't have a job right now. Okay, I think there's the main. Okay, Antonio Brown's at this point. We all think he's crazy. You know, he's a complete lunatic. Whatever. He's like a virus to any organization. But there's only like one main reason that he has a job right now. It's because he's when he was playing, he was the best wide receiver in the league. Like that was no, there was undisputed. He was the best wide receiver in the league. So I mean, no one wanted to sign him, but now he's on a Super Bowl winning team now, and now like he's a big problem for any team that plays the Bucks. I think, and I think Tom Brady kind of wanted that to AB to be there because I heard he was pounding the table. That was the report that came out. Tom Brady is pounding the table trying to yes, get yes because he's that good. Yeah, Dude, totally exactly. Good. So he's Tom Brady's really the reason. Bruce yeah, Arians right, didn't. I'm want not saying him. it's because well, well, it's actually, like a friendship. There is another. Uh, there's another report that Bruce Arians said Brady had no say in the matter. I I took him myself. So it's cap. Uh, these I'm reports that's, cap. that's that's cap. That's Bruce Arians cap. literally came out early in the season. He said we don't want that kind we of guy in the locker know, room. I know. <laughs> Before the season starts. Yeah. yeah. They said yeah, Brady. La Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, before the season starts, Bruce Arians, uh, we don't need him in our locker room. Yep, Week one, they lose to the Saints. They're like, okay, give him a call. <laughs> give him a call. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, do you think these yeah. guys are Super Bowl bound? Not bound, but for surely contenders. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they're the favorites in the NFC right now. I, would I wouldn't say favorites? that. I think that the NFC is just oh. crazy jumbled right now. Yeah. No, but if, but if you had to pick a team, who would you pick? The Niners. Okay, other than that. <laughs> as, as an objective uh, football observer. I literally couldn't pick, pick a team right. They lost to the Bears, and the Bears turn around and get clapped like this. They lost to the Saints, and the Saints turn around and lose to the Raiders. Like, what's going on in the okay, NFC? but if you had to pick one team like, right now, after watching this week, who would you pick? Who would you the pick? Packers? You pick the, the Bucks. Bucks. I would pick the Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't the pick Packers. the Packers. I think the Packers no, are paper I mean, tigers. Because the, the, the Bucks clapped the Packers, too. So and the Bucks are getting going to get better. Like we talked about this, they're going to get. Better I just don't. Week. I just don't see teams beating the Seahawks. The Seahawks? I just don't see it. The Seahawks, the team Dude. that's beaten like the Dolphins and the Falcons. We'll, we'll talk about the Seahawks. We'll yeah, talk, we'll talk okay. about the Seahawks in like a minute. But yeah, I think the way the Bucks are playing right now puts them. Uh, it puts them on the map, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean they're on the map. They've been on the map. I think the NFC they're. They're definitely going. Dude, the NFC, the, the top of the NFC is ridiculous. The entire yeah. top, like what ten of the NFC is just crazy. The the worst teams are the Lions and the Panthers at three and three out of the top ten. So then you got like, I don't know if we're going to go into this now. We got the Niners, the Rams, the Cardinals. We got the Packers and the Bears. We got the, the Seahawks, Saints. the Saints and the Bucks, and we got yeah. the dumpster fire that is the East. So. <laughs> and one, and one team is coming at it. Yeah. Imagine if one of them win, though. Like I would the be first. so happy. That's so funny. 
That's what everyone wants to see. But I mean, the biggest thing about the Bucks now is that Brady just has not lost a step. Like his stats are nearly identical to his 2007 season. He was uh, 30 in 2007? That is how time works, yes. He's an <laughs> wow. old man. How is he 30? He's an old dude. Like 30 is like, oh, you know, Russell Wilson's 31. He's like, ah, oh, veteran quarterback. He's 2007? Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if we see Russell Wilson doing the same thing in 2033? Well, you oh, don't need to imagine that? it because we have it now in Tom Brady. It's, it's happening. Oh it's happening in front of us. It's insane. Wow. I oh. can't believe he was 30 in 2007. Yeah. But, I mean, the... yeah, I mean, completion percentage, 70% in 2007. It's 72 right now. 9.1 yards per attempt in 2007. It's 9.4 now. A 122.6 pass rating in 2007. And now it's 123. So, so he's only gotten better. I don't so, know. I think the thing here is if you give Tom Brady good receivers, it's over. It's I over. mean, if you give any quarterback good receivers, I think they'll be fine, honestly. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, Russell Wilson and the, and the Seahawks. Uh, they played the Cardinals in what I think was the game of the year. I think we kind of agree on that. Um, 37 to 34. Uh, we have. Russell Wilson putting up huge numbers again. Kyler Murray putting up huge numbers again. And uh, Tyler Lockett. Andy, go ahead and read his stat line because you probably have uh, this right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Every it is play. F- 15, uh, sorry, 20 targets, 15 catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. Three Music touchdowns. to my ears. All right, now we do his play-by-play. <laughs> all right so on the first play of the game he goes for a 37 <laughs> all right that's he's actually, just, he's though, just that's thing. it's your turn now oh yeah, okay, it's okay, your okay, turn okay. to read deandre hopkins now did i read it last week as well yeah you did uh, okay. we, right, we are making you do this every single week okay fine uh 10 receptions 103 yards and a touchdown he also had a fumble he also had a fumble yeah i damn Currently, the number three wide receiver in the league on uh, on the year. Yeah, this I was... think three is in top ten. Just, uh, just my so far, right? yeah. so uh, far, carry so the far. two. <laughs> Modulo, Modulo. <laughs> so All right, to the actual this, game. This was nuts. This was a crazy game. Overtime period was probably one of the most entertaining overtimes that I've oh seen. God. DK Metcalf just had a roller coaster of. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to uh, burst your bell here, but. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, uh, I, I do, that overtime was just a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, well, like right, Rohit was about to say, um, DK Metcalf almost won it with a 34-yard screen. And Kongshai, if you're listening, you would have died. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, Very Wilson next just is a pick. And Russell Wilson just, throw, just tries to get lock at his like, 50th point, but then just throws it to Isaiah Simmons and... Um, oh, and don't forget the Cardinals missed the game wedding field goal. Like, yeah. my God, my heart rate was uh, through the roof. This game was exactly, and I mean exactly, like the Niners uh, Seahawks Monday night game from last year. Not the not the week seventeen one, the yeah, week eight yeah. one. Yeah, that so was the one we had the undefeated yeah. up to that point. Right? We had crazy defensive plays. I don't know if you guys remember. There was like the the lineman ending up with the ball, and then we forced a fumble and got a touchdown off of that, and then. The exact same end of game scenario happened. Uh, we stopped them on third. We scored a touchdown. We were down by ten. Stopped them on third down. Jimmy Garoppolo leads them for a game tying field goal. Kicker makes it. Go to overtime. They get the ball first. Throw a pick. We come down. Miss our field goal. And that that literally happened almost exactly. So it's pretty eerie. Yeah. 
outcome was different though. Yeah. That would have been like hundred bucks that the kicker would have missed the second one as well. I was I was praying <laughs> for a tie, dude. That would have been hilarious. That, it would have been the exact like opposite. Thirty-four, of the thirty-four. No, wait, wait, you guys, do you guys remember? Like, I want to say like four years ago, 30, the Cardinals the six, six and CX, the Cardinals and CX played in overtime, and they both missed like twenty yeah, yeah, yeah. field goals. That's yeah, what that we probably just said. That was the oh, six-six okay. tie. So like the six-six. This, this would have been perfect. Six-six. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last time they played on Sunday night. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, the, these two teams. Yeah. 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 I mean, we have the Seahawks as like a top team in the NFC. Um, obviously, this loss is sad for Seahawks fans, but very close game as all games are. Um, but now we must ask the question, as we always do: Who have the Seahawks really beat? They beat the Cal- Falcons. Falcons. They beat the Dolphins. Vikings. The Patriots. Vikings, the Patriots. The Dolphins and the Cowboys. The Cowboys. So not some very good teams. I mean, but th- this is the one team I feel like this question doesn't really matter because they play everyone the same, and that yeah. is to their level. Yeah. So whether they play the Bucks, always, they always tend to find a way to win. So like, and Wilson is capable of doing whatever he wants to when he needs to. Yeah. Also, it doesn't matter. If you win five games in a row, it doesn't matter who you play. Five in a row is still five in a row. Like I think, yeah, five in a row is impressive no matter who. Yeah, that's yeah, it doesn't point. matter who you play. Yeah, yeah, we've seen the different ways there are to lose a game in this league and blow a lead and stuff. And so, yeah, anytime, like like I said, I just don't see a team beating the Seahawks. Um, I would love it to be the Niners. I think if the Niners beat the Seahawks next week, the, there's a huge wrench in the entire NFC playoff picture. Like nothing makes any sense. Yeah. So that would be pretty Wait, sick. Didn't the Cardinals just beat the Seahawks? Yes. But you, I'm saying if the <laughs> Niners, someone who are four and three, beat. No, no, you like, said um, you said the Seahawks. Uh, I don't see any team beating the Seahawks. I mean, like, no, in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not saying oh. they're going to go 15 and one. I just, I, I'm just right, saying, right, like, right. if they lose, it's going to be. Dude, no. This NFC West is straight, like, on fire. All four right teams now. have more than four, or have um, four or more wins. That's crazy. Yeah, and especially if the Niners beat the Seahawks next uh, week, that's, which I think is not exactly of, what I said. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I'm just adding to your point, which is okay. definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. This, like, you, I have no idea who's going to like the Niners are back in contention to winning this division now, and all of a sudden this is like I'm like I, I don't remember the last time I saw this where every team had a chance of winning the division. I don't think the Rams do. Rams are pretenders. If the Rams okay. win next week against Miami, which is very possible. And if the Niners beat the Seahawks next they're week, they're all five we and three. Also, five, they have five wins. Everyone will have five wins. Yeah. What are the Cardinals? Our Cardinals are on bye. Yeah. That five would be two, insane. Five and, two, five and three. I guess the Rams would be six and two at that point. But if they lose, they're five and three. So everyone's got five. Come that's on, ins- Dolphins. That's nuts. <laughs> but but, Wait, but if the Rams win, they are first in the division. Yeah. Yeah. If they win, they're first. And the Niners have to win as well. Interesting. So, so what's interesting is the Rams have the hardest schedule, I think, for the they uh, rest used of the season. Up, they already used up their bingo squares of uh, the NFC East, and they got their four <laughs> wins. So, yeah. well, so good it's going to be tough bad sledding. teams, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. which is what these teams do. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, yeah, you can't fault them for that. Yeah. I'm not faulting them. I'm just saying they've used up their bingo squares. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to see. Uh, speaking of the Rams, let's move on to their wait, game. Wait, wait, wait! One more, one more point. Oh, uh, yeah, DK Metcalf. Uh, when he was 
just tracking down Buddha Baker. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I completely God. forgot about that. He reached a top speed of, uh, I think I saw online, it was 22.64 uh, miles per hour. And, man, he was he blazing. Um, and I, I saw another thing that I think the NFC West has three or four of the top, like, ball care, or, like, <laughs> speed. Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert, yeah, DK Metcalf. <laughs> Yeah, Just probably something games. like that. Uh, I yeah, I can't find. I don't remember the exact thing, but yeah, and the NFC West is fast, man. Dude, imagine how scary it would be to look back and see Metcalf with his dark ass visor. And dude, like, no, I'd literally walk out of bounds. Up, and his pacifier, pass- dude, pacifier <laughs> just flying around, dude. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Dude, no, he's literally a bull, dude. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah, he's got the the nose ring too, right? And oh, the no. visor and everything. Like, oh, god. He has that nose ring. Yeah, man, he's scary. He's a terrifying dude. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Rams and the Bears. Um, the Rams won this. They beat the 5-1 and one Chicago Bears on Monday night. Uh, kind of a boring game, honestly. The... Kind of? <laughs> God, this game was dry as shit. Yeah, 24-10. Uh, good game from, I guess, okay game from Goff. Um, like, literally no one stands out on paper here. Yeah, this I think is, Khalil this Mack is and Aaron game. Donald had, had pretty good games. Yeah, defensives the... were good. I think this was mostly a defensive struggle. Like I didn't see anything impressive for either of these offenses. Yeah, I mean Chicago looked horrible. Like their only touchdown came from a defensive uh, fumble return. Eddie for Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, finally got his defensive touchdown. Yes, six defensive touchdowns in his career. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, he should have like two, two, uh, this, two three, this year. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, two or three ahead, of them have been like on flags. <laughs> yeah, so like could have been called back. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, but. Allen Robinson not doing much on this team, but I mean that's just that's just a, a function of being on the Bears' offense. I that's suppose. his own fault, honestly. Yeah, in free I, agency, I, like, I don't know why they uh, they've been throwing them the ball, him the ball, like a lot, but it's not in this game. They just did not target him. Like Jalen Ramsey is, it wasn't even on him for like half the snaps, and they didn't look his way. You know they, who Jalen Ramsey was covering a lot this game, and from what I saw, was Jimmy Graham. Miller? Oh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. was he on Jimmy Graham? I don't know. Big body, dude. He's the only guy that can handle that big body. Uh, Jimmy Graham's got a nice, thick body in the red zone. You know? Big target. <laughs> yeah, have you guys noticed that announcers have been using the word thick, thick? a yeah, lot I recently? I, I heard it. Oh, yeah, they, they said it today really unironically. Every, every time they talk about Debo, he's always thick. He's got a real <laughs> thick lower body or something. Like, yeah, relax, Chris yeah. Collinsworth. Damn. Imagine if, imagine if Saquon wasn't hurt, dude. The amount of thickness they'd be throwing around there. Jeez. Or AJ Dillon. AJ oh Dillon. <laughs> AJ Dillon is the definition of thick. Yeah. Uh, Rams and Bears. Rohit thinks they're both. Do you think the Rams are pretenders? I think they're both pretenders. Yeah, I, I agree that the Bears are pretenders. Um, I I agree with the Bears. I don't know about the Rams. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Rams are as bad as you think they are. Andy, I think the Rams yesterday you aren't... texted me that the Rams are pretenders too, bro. What the heck? Yeah, but but oh, but after after watching this, this game changed your this, mind. This game really changed your mind that the Rams are serious contenders. I think the Rams are in the middle of the pack. Like I don't think they're. I quote verbatim. I think the Rams are pretenders for sure, though. Andy's out. Like where? Like where do you rank them? <laughs> like what do you mean? Like, what do you expect Man. their record should be? Like the the Rams? Yeah, they, I think they're gonna end the year above five hundred, obviously. But it's gonna be like nine and seven or something like that. Yeah, no, I see that. I Definitely. think they could be ten and six, nine and seven. I okay, mean, uh, that doesn't mean you're a contender, though. 
Mm. Yeah, I think our definition of pretender might be a little bit different. Like, I'm I'm thinking pretender as in like Super Bowl. Uh, j- no, that's what you're thinking. Okay, what are you or thinking? like pretender as not like Super Bowl contenders? I think they're like middle of the pack. Like they're they're not Super Bowl contenders, but they're certainly not bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're uh, bad. I just I don't I don't know if they. I, I just think the Bears are like. I think they're I think the worst the team in the division. Bad. I think the uh, the Rams are the worst team in the division. Uh, I think that's fair. Yeah, but that's not really saying much when you have you know those other. Three I teams. think the problem here is that the Rams, like Sean McVay, was like the youngest coach in history. You know, and he just got this you know ingenious way of running an offense, and it was working so well. And they went to the Super Bowl, and we're all like, you know, like on our knees, like, you know, hailing him, right? And you know, anyone who like, you know, somewhere else with that. Sorry, sorry. Uh, but like, anyone who like, on my knees. Anyone who like, about you. Um, anyone who like shook his hand, you know, was getting like a head coach job, right? Zach Taylor. Right. Exactly. So I think we kind of had those high standards for the Rams. Exactly. But the thing is, like, with all coaching, I mean, you can't. It's very hard to stay consistent and be that good at a head coaching job. I think he's doing his job. He's doing that, fine, but it's just the expectation is Super Bowl, right? Or being that as good as they were before. But teams figure you out. Teams spend a lot of time trying to figure you out. So it's difficult to maintain that, and it's difficult for their offense to be that explosive every year. Yeah, it's not explosive at all. This offense is the definition of just like methodically making your way down the field with like bootlegs and Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Brown. Yeah. So carrying dudes for like eight yards. Yeah, poor tackling. It's it's not at all like how the Rams offense that we saw from like two years ago, but it's still like a good team. I still think that they, and you said that this game didn't change anything in your mind. I think the defense from the Rams this game was very impressive because yeah, it's the Against Bears. The Bears offense. The, I understand. Yeah, it's the Bears, but the Nicholas. Bears offense. The Bears were still putting up numbers before this. Like they were still winning games. They still had an okay offense. They had an average offense. Right, and they looked like a horrible offense today. They had an average offense against bad teams, and this looks like a, you know, bad offense against. I I I accept that the Rams are a good team. I said they're going to be over five hundred, but we're talking contenders, like the opposite of contenders or pretender, and we're not contending for. The thing that you're contending for is the Super Bowl. I don't think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. So I think I think if you say contenders of playoffs, I think they can definitely, like, get ten and five. Or ten and six. I would love for all four teams to make the playoffs. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Is it possible for all four? Yeah. Teams yeah. In the division With three to be wild cards six? now. Oh, to be ten, oh, oh, to be ten and six. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think be... couldn't shouldn't they all be able to be twelve and four? Yeah. If they like, switch oh, thirteen in theory. Yeah, yeah. They should be they... able to be thirteen and three. They each win one division game and lose one division game, <laughs> which would be ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm just higher on the Rams in general, just because their defense has been really good. Um, has it? I think it has. They okay, so 20, I think okay. They gave it. 20, the they gave like 35 points to the Bills, and they gave up like 20, right. 27 points to the Niners. I think they have good skill players, but they don't really have an identity, or not an identity, but they don't have. I think they have oh, an identity. What what can they like take away from? Like when you look at the Bears, you know they're just stop the run. They're Secondary is just good all around, and it's just hard to pass on them, right? But like, what do you see in this Rams? I mean, I think it's a, like, it's pretty similar with the Rams, thing, right? Yeah. You can't you can't run on Aaron Donald, you can't uh, or you can't Leonard Floyd, pass, right? you and can't you pass can't, on no, Aaron but Donald like, either. It's I, it's just Aaron Donald. I don't see no, anyone but else. You have Jalen Ramsey, well. you have uh, I think Josh Johnson or something. Uh, he's also been playing really, really well. Troy Hill, uh, 
Troy Hill. Uh, there's like good. There's good playmakers on the, in the secondary for sure. Taylor Rapp. Like, Taylor Rapp. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't really see this defense as a top tier. I, I it, to me, it's Aaron Donald and then everyone else. I think that's all you need to have a very good defense, and then. But it's not a very good defense. It's. I think it's like if I had to rank it out of thirty-two, it would be like ten, maybe. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, but I don't. I think that would be a. My math is right. That'd be a uh, (laughs) top ten defense. (laughs) Top ten. But it's definitely not something that I see them relying on to win games in the playoffs. Right. Like. All right. That's fair. All right. Uh, That's that's it for the week seven. Uh, Let's talk about week eight because, like we said, we got some good games. Namely, in the AFC, Steelers and the Ravens. That's going to be a nice... The AFC two best rivalries in the NFL are the Steelers, Ravens, and Niners, Seahawks. Yeah. And they're yeah, both right happy. And right neither now. of them are on Sunday night. Nope, because Sunday night is reserved for the NFC East, as is yes. always. As is tradition. It is tradition. Uh, but Steelers and Ravens are going to be great. Um, Steelers have not lost a game yet. Ravens coming off a bye week. I think the Steelers will win this and stay undefeated. I would love to see Lamar win this game because he hasn't been able to figure out the Steelers yet. And I think it would be an extremely big statement game for the Ravens as a whole to say, yeah, we're back. We're still at the top of the AFC. The AFC still runs through us. So you think they're going to win? Yes. Okay. Andy. I will go with the Steelers. Yeah, it's tough not to go with the Steelers. I mean, their offense looks good as well. I mean... They, like, they don't really have a weakness on either side of this. I could totally see the Steelers winning. I want the Ravens to win, and therefore I'm picking them. Yeah, I think the, if the Ravens win, it kind of opens things up again uh, for this AFC in general. Like, I think in the AFC, it's the Steelers, Chiefs, and then everyone else. But if the Ravens win this game, it kind of shoots them back up in that discussion. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, uh, wa- wondering whether or not Lamar will be able to throw against the Steelers, but... Yeah, he's gonna have to because they can't run against the Steelers defense. It's gonna be really no, tough. But dude, you also make up Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden and Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's why this defense is so good. Exactly. It'll be uh, a fun battle to see the Ravens rushing attack try to try do to anything against guys. against the Steelers yeah. curtain. Uh next game is the Niners and the Seahawks, of course. The classic in Seattle. In yeah. Seattle. Not that it means anything. Where the white throwbacks. I'm pretty hype. Really? Apparently, that's I saw it. That's, that's exciting. My sources tell me. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think the Niners will win this game. I just think the, the, the Seahawks and the Niners always, it's always a classic when these guys play. So I'll go with the Niners. I think the Seahawks will find like some way to throw an interception at the end of the game. I think, what, uh, this, what about you? I think this game depends on if Jamal Adams plays or not. If Jamal Adams plays, I if they, yeah, I think that's true. it would be very hard for the Niners to win. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but uh, whatever. If this Jamal Adams doesn't play, then all of a sudden we can you know force feed Kittle, especially without Debo and without our you know top what four running backs. So uh, without without Jamal Adams, definitely opens things up. Apparently, it's looking like he's not going to play, so I'm going to pick the Niners. Really, really, really hope they win. This is huge. <laughs> What yeah, you I, think, I see oh, Kyle, yeah. Kyle Shannon kind of pulling something out of his ass and kind of taking them far. And this, I think this might be a really game for the Niners. And then, but I predict Russell will just pull some shit 
again out of his ass <laughs> and then win the game. Are you also predicting that water is wet? Uh, Russell Wilson and shit out of his ass. Uh, so, so this is like, I, I don't think anything matters in this game except for the last two minutes and who gets the ball in the last two minutes. Um, because we know Niners Seahawks games. Well, we don't even have to include Niners Seahawks games. Always <laughs> comes down to the last two minutes. Um, and you know the Seahawks are five and oh, uh, five and one. Sorry, in the last two minutes. So I am going to continue with this. And yes, uh, Russell Wilson is going to pull something out of his ass. But I, not shit. He just predicted shit out of his ass. Are you also predicting shit out of his ass or no? I'll, I'll put gold, fo- <laughs> gold out of his ass. He puts the football in his ass and then no one can find it. <laughs> Dude, you should stop. <laughs> so Rams okay. versus Finns, we you got a really interesting game. Out of his ass. <laughs> Jesus. All right, yeah, let's finish it up. Uh, Rams versus Dolphins. The only reason this is really on, we, we're looking forward to this game is because Tua is going to start for the first time. Uh, I think it'll be super fun to watch. Tua was like, before he got hurt, he was the man in college. So it'll be good to see him. Maybe it'll have like a, we talked about like the rookie of the year race between Burrow and Herbert, but if he goes crazy, it'd be really cool to see a three-way race between these three guys. Zion type beat. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What's interesting still. Sorry. But Um, yeah. What's interesting is that usually we've talked about this where there's a rookie quarterback and people aren't really sure when he's going to play. The team's always like, no, 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 we got our starter. We're going to wait. He's going to start. But the Dolphins kind of took it another direction yeah. and just said, we're going to start Tua. You know, Wait, especially. Did you guys think that was really, really random? Like, Fitzpatrick was coming off a good week, right, I'm pretty exactly. sure, too. And they were just like, yeah, Tua, go ahead. I mean, my thought process there is that they knew they would have to start trying to develop Tua at some point. Um, and if you're going to do it, it's going to be on a bye week, right? A bye week is the perfect time to try to like catch someone up or make sure that they're caught up to speed fully before starting them. It had to happen sooner or later. You're not going to go the whole season with Fitzpatrick because then you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure. You're wasting one year of Tua's rookie contract. So it had to happen. So I, if it was going to happen... I also really, really now. didn't like uh, what Ryan Fitzpatrick did. I don't know if you've already talked about this, but... The guilt... The- yeah, the guilt thing. Like you, this is not your team. You weren't brought in here to be the leader. It's not like Mitch Trubisky or whatever. Like that would make sense, I guess. But you're brought here to be a stopgap solution. You don't see Tyrod Taylor out here bitching. It kind of divides the locker room when he should be, when Tua should be coming in with the full support of his offensive line and stuff. And then now you have like this 37 year old quarterback going on a podcast or a news source saying, "Oh, I felt betrayed," and then I had to go watch my boss who fired me and the guy who took my job on a zoom call. And, uh, I felt really betrayed. Like he, he's brought in here to gracefully win three games, lose two games and gracefully give the ball, to, the, the job to Tua. That's what he's here for. I think so he was just surprised to, because he was yeah. playing so well. That's yeah, the thing is, <laughs> we all thought, you know, Tua has that injury. You might want to wait. Maybe he sits out an entire year. And then all of a sudden, you know, the dolphins are, you know, actually winning games and everyone's like, Oh, Fitzpatrick might do something. They're actually in the playoff hunt this year. Who knows? That like I would think the last thing to do in that situation is to put your rookie quarterback in. You know, if you're winning games and you're actually doing things instead of you know just sucking, right? Who's a better quarterback, Tua or Fitzpatrick? I mean, yeah, but why would you risk an injury to Tua now? What do you mean injury? 
you, because if he's you're, if you're, if, if you're doing things based off of injury, then you know why draft him? Because you, he's the future of your franchise. Apparently, he's fully healthy, and that's why you drafted him. You drafted him because you, you your doctors checked him out, saw that his no, hip. No, no, I understand that. But if you're so winning, then you shouldn't be making decisions based off of his injury. Okay, but if Fitzpatrick's winning games right now, I'm not saying I'm not supporting the decision to not start him. I fully I agree with it. But if Fitzpatrick's winning games right now, uh, it's just interesting to see them do it right. Like, why why don't why wouldn't you wait for you know Fitzpatrick's to lose a game first? Because I like, want to see what I have in Tua. And if I have a good you team have to around... Do it. You have to do it eventually, right? And a bye right, week is right. the best time. I would play. rather, you know, test out... Like, like here's the example, right? Let's say the Dolphins suck. And then you, then, then you end up throwing Tua in the fire and you can't really judge him. But now the Dolphins are decent. You put Tua in a, on a decent team, you can really fully judge him. We've talked on and on about how the situation really matters. So don't you want to judge your quarterback in a good situation? You found a good situation... Now you want to place mm-hmm. your quarterback in it. All right. That makes complete sense. See, what I think the situation is here is usually we see quarterback uh, teams wait for their team to suck before putting in their rookie or whatever. But, it's counterintuitive. Right. But another instance where we kind of saw a quarterback, a rookie quarterback win the job after even though a team was winning was Patrick Mahomes. He kind of just like Andy Reid was just like, screw it, get rid of Alex Smith. Patrick Mahomes is their guy. And we were all like interested like why that was happening then. But I think it was just that they saw what he was doing in training camp and they were like, dude, this guy's the real deal. He is going to win games for us right now. So I'm interested, really interested to see what Tua does because that might be their thought process at the same time. Like, Tua is so much better than Fitzpatrick. He's doing really good in training camp or in practice. He might actually be winning games for us right now. Let's put him in and see what he does. Yep. Like, so to, to, I yeah. definitely have high hopes just based off of that. Like, to me, it feels like the Dolphins were not going to do anything. They might make the playoffs with Fitzpatrick. Right in, in this current state, the way they were playing, um, but with Tua, like who knows? You know, you might ascend to another level with the team that you've seen is is good. So Tua another level. Tua another level exactly. Tua 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 Tua. I just Fitzpatrick should go to the Cowboys, man. They could. I was them. thinking about that, and I was like, the, I was like, yeah, Cowboys aren't really in win now mode. But then I thought about it, and they're like a game out of first place, first or like place, half so a game yeah. out of first place. So like, they really are. Why They're not? closer to first place than we are. Why not just run Wildcat with Tony Pollard and Zeke? What's the guy that threw the touchdown to Dak? Cedric Wilson? Cedric Wilson. Put him back there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, but yeah, Rams, Finns. Who knows? Tua might have a nice game. He has to I'm face picking, Aaron I'm picking the Finns. Okay. I think it's the Rams. Now, is this, is this, do you want the Rams to lose? or No, 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 no none of that. The, fin, the Finns are going to clap them. Then the Rams are going to be... Wiped off of the face of the earth. Yes. You're here. Dude, the other thing is there's no, like, they don't know what to expect with Tua. That's also another thing. The we saw that with Justin Herbert against the Chiefs. Chiefs didn't really know what to expect. They had no film to, other than college, obviously, but they didn't really see him in the NFL. And this is the first time we're seeing Tua as well. So, so you think the Dolphins will win? I feel like I want to say Dolphins. Like, okay. But there's no reason for us to say they won't win. Like, the Rams aren't, haven't been that insane on the defense or offense. For us to say that the Rams that they're going to definitely win this game, Andy. Um, I, I I don't I don't think you know Tua is going to have the same debut that Herbert did. Hater. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just spitting facts, man. Spitting um, so facts. F- for that reason, I'm gonna go with the Rams. All right, the Rams. 
All right. Some games to look forward to next week. Uh, you heard it here first. Tua's the next Mahomes. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can check the link on Spotify, on Red Circle. Uh, of course, more NBA, or sorry, more NFL content coming out. Uh, we'll have some mid-season contender, pretender episodes uh, for both the divisions soon as well. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but other than that, we'll catch you all in the next episode. See ya!